Thank you for listening. This is Jaded. I am Jody. Today is Saturday, November 28, 2020. And tonight I am here with a friend of mine's father who is going to introduce himself. My name is Kenneth Sherwood Burns. Sherwood Burns? Kenneth Sherwood Burns. Right. Ever get teased or anything? Burns, bad no, name? No, no. I no? was always too big. Oh, were you? <clears throat> yeah, I was always big. So nobody so messed with Burns. No one messed with me. <laughs> <laughs> I thought kids found a way to be cruel to everybody, but maybe yeah. I wasn't mm-hmm. the tall one. And a lot of people, 90% of the people that know me do not know Sherwood is my middle name. Not proud of that one? No, it's not that I'm proud. I just never give it out. Oh, and you never got in trouble with your mom where she was like, Ken Sherwood Burns? Um... <clears throat> No, 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 no. No? No. Oh. No, 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 no. She never did that. <laughs> okay, you probably knew you were in trouble other ways. Because I don't believe you did get, get in trouble. trouble. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I kind of figured. But no use of the middle name. Um, This is just really a podcast. I did one of these with my mother, where I, I am proud of my mother. I love my mother. And sad as it is, my mother won't be around forever. So putting her on here and recording her is is good for me and I'm happy to be doing it for you as well and when we were discussing earlier your reasons for doing this one of them was something you said about your dad right and <clears throat> like I was saying unfortunately my my dad died when I was very young and uh, we we don't know very much about my dad um, I know he was born in 1921. I know he joined the Army in 1940. Um, was one of the first Americans to go to North Africa. Um, he served from 1941, well, 1940 to 1945, uh, when he was discharged August 8th of 1945. Uh, he came home in uh, May. May of 45, he had the points, so he, yeah. he came home real quick. He was one of the first ones home. Um, but I, I grew up without a dad, and uh, mom never remarried, and uh, how, that's what he was. How old were you when you left your father? I was nine. And how, how, did, how did you lose him? Did I miss that part? I saw... <clears throat> he had... Uh, he had Hodgkin disease. Oh, the lymphoma cancer. Yeah, and uh, it, it was unfortunate that uh, I think he got it uh, after he was wounded uh, in France. Um, I know he was uh, he was in Normandy. He was on in the Normandy invasion. He had the oh, wow. he has a French courier on his uh, uniform, and that went to all um, first army and. Two other armies that came in. <clears throat> well, I should say everybody. The first 24 hours that uh, they invaded France, mm-hmm. everybody got the French body. Yeah. Wow. That's so, and that's yeah. on his, his uniform. So, so you don't have a lot of memories of him. And I, I think you were saying something about you wish your dad could have done something like this for you. Right. I wish uh, he could have put it on tape because uh, that was something new that they had going on in the late 40s, uh, mid-40s, I guess. 
And I wish he would have put down his, uh, why his do you, wife. Uh, why do you wish that? What do you? I'd like to know more about him. Uh, I don't know that much about him. I know he served. Uh, I have his discharge papers, and it says where he was and all that. But, <clears throat> and I know he was wounded, and uh, the concussion of an 88 got him. Um, and 45, 44, and he spent six to eight months in the hospital because he tore up his insides. Oh, <clears throat> and he had shrapnel in his hands and his upper body, and they pulled most of that out. But I remember he was, sha he was shaving, and I guess I was about uh, maybe six, maybe five. And uh, I heard this clink, clink. I was watching him shave on a Saturday. And I heard this clink, clink, clink. And I said, what's that, Dad? And he, said, he went through the soap in the, set, in the sink. And he said, oh, just a piece of metal. And a piece of shrapnel fell out of his hand. Out of his hand? Yeah. While he was shaving? While he was shaving. Like it was just that steady coming out of his skin? They, they, like... they would, shrapnel, from what I've heard, shrapnel comes out of you when if it's close to the surface. It'll come out of you. Yeah. Huh. So. So what did that make you think as a little guy? Like. Huh? What did that make you think as, as a little guy hearing this metal come out of your dad's? Couldn't figure it out. You yes. Know, he, didn't, he didn't go any further. He didn't say anymore. He said, no, it's just a piece of shrapnel. Oh. Piece of metal. That's all it is. Oh. No big deal. Yeah. Turn around and threw it in the trash. Huh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's the way they were. When did he I get mean, diagnosed? They you... were all they were all that way. All the service guys that were in World War Two, they didn't say anything. My uncle didn't say anything mm. until sometime in the sixties, and he told me some of the stuff that he was had gone through. Um, did and I see... didn't know everything about my dad and what he went through. When he did tell you, you said it was your uncle who told you. Yeah. When he told you, did he seem? Like, still disturbed and bothered by it? Or how, what was his emotional state as he told you? Um, he was pretty calm about it, but he didn't, he didn't go into details. He just said he was on a PT boat. And he was uh, also on the land. He was in the Air Force, Army Air Force. And uh, he, uh, his job was to retrieve bodies from crashed air, uh, aircraft. Uh, and retrieve pilots when they uh, hit the ocean. That does not sound... And No, and um, to get away from it, I know he drank a lot when he was younger, and after he came out of the service, because you figure a guy crashes his plane in the, into the land, he can't land it, and he winds up crashing, and then my uncle has to go... Pull the pieces out, self. and that's exactly what you do. You pull the pieces out. That's got to affect you. Mm -hmm. That's got to affect you. Yeah, definitely. And then he was doing that on land, and then he got on a PT boat, and he was down in Panama, and he was telling me about that. And he said, we're not supposed to say anything. Oh. And I said, well, what do you mean? He said, the Japanese attacked us. I said, in Panama? Yeah, they were trying to knock out the Panama Canal to keep us from going over to Japan. And, and that was a real to talk about that. That was a real hush hush thing. They didn't want everybody to know that here in the United States that the Japanese attacked 
Alabama. Gotcha. And he got a Purple Heart over it. Did he? No. A purple, you get a Purple Heart for courage? Being wounded. For, oh, being wounded. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I know someone who has... My dad was supposed to get a Purple Heart, and he re, he turned it down. He didn't pick it up. Doesn't mean he didn't get it, right? It was so granted to him, he just didn't pick up the physical... Right. He didn't, he didn't get the physical part of it. So my brother and I, I tried to write to the, uh, the people that are in charge of all the records and everything, and they sent me a letter saying, no action, no no service, no nothing. Really? You know, they, yeah, they were saying that he wasn't involved in the war whatsoever. And I know he was. I have his discharge papers, and it tells you on the discharge papers I wonder how you can where he was. That. And I wonder why they would... They didn't want to go look for his records. No. Well, that's crappy. Right. It is. Maybe he's got to call another day when there's different ladies working. <laughs> right. Well, what I'm going to do is, as soon as I get up and around, I'm going to uh, take the, uh, the discharge papers and photostatic and send it to him and say, this is what my dad did. This is where my dad was now. We want his medals. Please send us. A, I wonder if maybe they just have a, they couldn't have his birth day or birth month, just just a digit I, off that when you're calling they can't match him. It may just be like paperwork, you know, a secretary or somebody filling out a form. Because I find it really hard to believe that they could just have zero. Um, I think there's more human error than anything. Possible. Anything's possible. That would be great if it was, because then you could get the medals and the. But I know the VA, and I know that how the VA operates. Well, I haven't heard great things about that. Mm -hmm. I haven't heard great things about the VA. Right. I, no. I used to work right across from them. We were University Hospital. We had taken over the Fitzsimmons Medical Center, when right. the hospital, when civilians first took it over when they bought the land. And I worked at University Hospital, and the VA was literally across the waiting room from us. And I didn't, I didn't know much about any of that, but since I've heard that it, it takes a long time to get appointments, it you don't always get the care you need. Um, I actually had a friend who... It's, it's real bad. Yeah. It was. I've heard in the last 10 years, I guess, um, it has improved greatly, but I don't know that for sure. You haven't had to test I, the system? I, I don't bother to do So what do you use? Because it's obvious you, you use medical care. Is that yeah? I just I go to, I go to personal doctors. I go That's good. to the hospitals here. I don't deal with the VA whatsoever. Gotcha. So you're lucky. Yeah. I, no. So tell me how. When were you born? How many siblings do you have? What is the status of? Um, I was born in June, 1947, in Queens General June. Hospital. New York, oh. a suburb of New York City. Um, June what? June the 11th. Oh. And uh, we, we lived in, my dad was in Florida. Well, he was up here for a while. And uh, mom went, mom was carrying me and they went down to Florida. Dad went down to look for a job down there. Whatever I don't know. Um, Were you I know the first they went, child? Huh? 
Are you the first child? Yes, I am. Oh. I am Uno number one. <laughs> and I have a brother that's two and a half years younger than me. Just the two of you? Yeah. Oh. Wow, that's that's not so much to share. <laughs> I was one of six, so I'm a little enviable, envious of people who have less to compete with, you know. But yeah. Well. As a kid, you just want praise and attention. That's about it, you know. Uh, my um, um, my upbringing was quite hard. Uh, my dad is uh, Italian and Scottish, and being raised Italian an Italian family. The eldest, if anything happens to the father, the eldest takes over the family. My dad knew he was dying. I was the oldest. And at yeah. seven, eight, nine years old, uh, you're not interested in that stuff. You're interested in playing. Have a good time with your friends. And uh, I guess my dad was trying to teach me that the world wasn't a bed of roses. It's a tough world. you got to grow up. And you better get smart. So my upbringing was not the greatest. Well, how does that translate? How does what you said he was trying to teach you, how does that manifest in your actual life? Actual life? Does that mean he was, he was tough at on ten, you? At 10 months old, at 10 years old, I knew what a daughter was, I knew what it could do, and I knew someone was trying to take it from me. Oh, I didn't take it from you part. I get understanding that it's money and it's valuable and it's denomination, but why is someone's going to take it from you? Well, that's where the East Coast is. You know, someone's always trying to take something from you. They'll oh. beat the hell out of you. Oh, so you were tough and looking. I don't. I don't even know how to summarize that, but I I don't understand that somebody can take it from you stuff. The East Coast is, um, especially in the New York area. Um, it's it's tough. You've got to you got to be tough to live there. You got to know what's going on, and you got to watch behind your back from all sides and know what's, what atmosphere you're in. Because you never know what's going to happen. If someone can come up and stab you in the back, someone yeah. just it it's it's a tough tough place. So were you um, well versed in street fight? Like yeah, you could say that. I mean, apparently you had to hold your own. Yeah. Is that uh, something you taught yourself? Something you learned at home? Yeah, you learned that real quick. I didn't have anybody to help me. I was on my own. Gotcha. And that's that's the way it was. And if I didn't learn how to fight, someone was always out there trying to kick my butt. So you probably... once, once they figured out they could kick your butt, they kicked your butt every single day of the week. Oh, see, and that's not... Hmm. I would think once they kicked your butt, like, game over. Right, they're done. They satisfied that bullying, but I guess not. Nope. They keep on doing it. And if it isn't them, it's somebody else. Yeah. Once the word gets around, you're, you're easy to... Well, you know, now, nowadays they call that bullying. Yeah. Are, are you saying you were bullied? Um, I, was, I was always big, and, and I... I had problems, yeah, but I, I mean... Did, did you bully anyone being big? I wouldn't let anybody bully me. 
but did you bully anybody? Or was there anybody I, you picked on? No, I picked on people, I'll admit it. I came from a house of six, and we were mean to each other. I think we all do that to a point. Um, I, I guess... <clears throat> The only way I can describe it is that when I was 15, 14, 12, I knew what was going on. What do you mean what was going on? What was going on in the world. I knew that somebody down the street wanted to kick my butt, and I'd walk up to her and punch the lights out. That's it. Is that a bad way to handle that? That's where I was. I was that way all the way up until I went to the um, so you just went around popping people that thought they were going to fight you? Or? Well, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a different world. I mean, uh, the only way I could describe it, I was a kid. I was a grown-up in kids' clothing. I was still a kid. I was 17 years old, and I went in the Navy. Um, so you went in the Navy. My father also went to the Navy. What age were you? Were you right out of high school? I quit high school. Oh, and they took and you? Three, three, yeah. Oh. Three days later, I was in uh, in the Navy. I was sworn in the Navy June 10th, 1965. 1965. So how old were you? I was 17, going to be 18. Okay, so you were close to being an adult. Right. As far as they were concerned. But, you know, I went in. And here I am in boot camp. And why, wait, wait, why, why did you go in? Huh? Why did you go in? We're skipping a big part of I, it. That's a big decision. Why, why, why did I go in? I went in because I knew I couldn't afford to see the world. I knew I could learn a trade in the service. So that's why I went in the Navy. At 17, I, those were the things you thought about? Yeah. And that was when he said, I'm going to quit high school and I'm going to go learn a trade. Well, high school, I didn't get, I wasn't good in high school. I have, uh. But um, within three days of quitting, like, did you just make up your mind that the Navy was where you wanted to go or did you quit and then think, no, oh shit, I need a plan? No. I, <laughs> I was, I wanted to go in the Navy when I was 16. Oh, okay. I, well, actually, when I just turned 17, I, in June, the year before, in 64, I wanted to go in the Navy, and I talked to my mom, and I said, I want to go in the Navy. My mom says, no. No. Yeah, I'm a mom. I get that. I I went to school, and because I have a problem with reading, they call that... uh, Dyslexia. Dyslexia. And I have dyslexia real bad, so I wasn't doing good in school, and they've always called me all sorts of names. Oh, so you got teased for that. Huh? Not not being able to read and right yeah and, and it was a big problem so I I got tired of getting hassled about it and not being able to read not, well not too many people knew I couldn't read but just that I was that you I wasn't passing grade gotcha. I wasn't passing and I played football and I did good in that played baseball did good in that but that that doesn't get you anywhere. You got you have to have a trade you have to have something under your belt to make money. Right. So that's what I knew. And the following year in 65, I think it was in April of 65, Mom knew I wasn't doing good. She knew I was having problems. And she said, you still want to join the Navy? And I said, yeah. So I'll sign in. Oh, so, nice. Just like that. Wow. Finally, she understood where you were coming from. Right. So well, Mom knew I had a problem. And 
They didn't. She figured the same way. That was the only way I was going to get ahead. Was get a trade under my belt and have something. So, getting me in the Navy was the best idea. So that's what they didn't did. know what dyslexia was back then. No, they had no idea. They called me stupid, lazy. I think did you sometimes beat kids up of. just for that? Did that, you did you sometimes beat kids up just for making fun of you? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I did that. I don't blame you. It's, you know, put it out there that you know what you can. Maybe I can't read as well as you, but I'll kick your ass. That's right. That. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and I was stuck. And it's like the kids. I have my younger brother, and everybody knew if they mess with my little brother, they were gonna mess with me, and they didn't want to mess with Big Burns because Big Burns was crazy. Well, that's funny. See, I I used to stick out for my my little brother used to get bullied, but as far as I was concerned, the only one that got to beat him up was me. Yeah, right. 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 So I used to fight, not fight his fights, but if somebody was messing with my brother, I would kick their butt, like. You don't get to do that. No, and then when right. we'd come home, I'd kick his butt for having to kick his yeah. butt. All <laughs> right. As an adult, you know, he still wants to pay me back. But he's been to the Army now. He's served over in Desert Storm. I, I don't want to fight. Yeah, could, right. Brett could totally take me. That, that's... But I get it. You have that, you know, you get picked on your whole life. At some point, you want to get back at him. Right. And that was, <laughs> that was my mentality. You and pick on went... your little brother? Huh? Did you pick on your little brother? No, no. That's the hierarchy, though. My brother had a mount, and he would get carried away with his mount. No more reason. And pop, <laughs> pop him. And, uh, that comes when you run around. That's that was then. Consequence. Are you guys close? Yeah. I uh, I talk to my brother at least once a week. At least once a week. That's nice. And. Uh, we're we're real close. We're real close. That's pretty fortunate. Yeah, we we've uh, we've had our ups and downs and our ins and outs. And my call my brother's college educated, and uh, um, we've talked about it. And I told him one time that I said he, that he had a college attitude that he was better than others, mm-hmm. and he was totally surprised when I told him that. And I said, well. So I didn't realize. And I said, "Yeah, you were that way." Yeah. So you know, and we're, we're we're very close. Both of us, we talk to each other. We we just we're real close. My mom was worried that my brother and I wouldn't be close after she passed, and uh, that didn't happen. And she was worried that the stuff that she collected that we would fight over. And I told mom, I said, no, we're not going to fight over it. I said, if uh, Robbie wants something, I want something. We can't sell it. We'll sell it. We'll split the money. That's terrible. And that's the way we worked. Oh, yeah, I think that's terrible. If you both wanted it, it's because it meant something. Right. Maybe you could have kept it a year, then he could keep it a year. But selling it kind of. Well, it didn't come to that. Um, that's good. We we divided everything. And I let, let Robbie have a lot of stuff that... Uh, um, I just let him have it. I, I didn't want to fight with him. I didn't want to argue with him. And when did when did your mother pass? Um, I think we're jumping a lot of years. Twenty, twenty, fifteen. Okay. She was ninety. Wow. Yeah. 
90, and she smoked over it until she was 89 years old. Oh, my goodness. And she quit when she was 89 years old. Yes. And uh, my brother and I, you know, we were really sprung. Her mind was sharp as a tack. Oh, nice. Right up until she passed. Nice. But um, we found out after she passed that she had a real bad heart. And we didn't know that. She didn't tell us. How did her heart survive the smoking? Like, was it bad because of the smoking? No. I mean, oh my hereditary. goodness. What a lucky woman to have a bad heart and have managed smoking your whole life. Right. That's, yikes. But her brain was intact. Yeah. That's the important thing for me. Yeah. And she didn't have COPD. Did she live here in Colorado? Yep. Wow. Because, you know, we're at higher risk. Well, she, yeah, she lived here from, uh, let's see, 77, uh, November of 77, when she moved out here. And she was here from 77 to 2014 or 2013, 13. And she went down to Arizona to be with my brother. And a year later, when uh, she passed, when she was 90. But she uh, she broke her hips. She broke her left one, then her right one, and then she broke her right one again and couldn't walk, and she was really upset about it and kept on trying to walk, and she couldn't walk. And she, she moved from uh, Thornton to Arizona, and Robbie found a place in, uh, in Gilbert, and she was there. Uh, just a little ways from my brother's house. But everything up here was so expensive, and they wanted her to share a bedroom with a person, a room with a person, another person, and pay $7,000 a month. Oh, heavens no. I mean, she should have her own condo. Like, more well, she than didn't. She had, she had her own condo. They wanted her to share it, and they weren't going to split the bill? Nothing? They, they, no, this is at a, a rehab of. of a regular, like I don't what? want to say old folks home, but a, a retirement community, yeah, like retirement center. And uh, it was a house with uh, six other people in the house, and uh, she had her own room, she had her own privacy. Okay. She that was what mom wanted, and she was enjoying where she was staying. I'm sure. So it were it was the second one she was enjoying, and it was working out very well for her, but. Her heart started giving her a lot of problems. Uh, she Even couldn't walk because smoking. she broke her hips. Uh, and she passed. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't suffer, just went to sleep. That's probably the way I'd prefer to go. Um, yeah. I'm going to pause it. Come on. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pause I should, it. I, I have to use the bathroom so bad I'm going to wet my pants. But I can't make it stop.